Hi everyone and welcome to the Local Homeschoolers podcast, where you come for local resources and encouragement. I am your host, Autumn Frisbee. Hi everyone, today we have two guests on the podcast, Mary Baker, the Director of Brain Balance in Palm Beach Gardens, and Lindsay Rager, Assistant Director for Brain Balance. Lindsay is a friend of mine, a fellow homeschool mom of two boys, and one of the first guests ever on the podcast. So welcome back to the show. Yay, glad to be here. So they are here today to share with us more about the Brain Balance program. So welcome to the show, ladies. Let's jump in. Um, let's talk first about Brain Balance program. And can you provide an overview of the Brain Balance story and how these centers first began? Yeah, absolutely. I would love to. First off, thanks so much for having us here. We're super excited to be doing this. Um, as far as how the Brain Balance program you know, started, more than a decade ago, a Brain Balance um, was founded by a parent who was also a functional neurologist. He really recognized the pain that many families felt as they saw their children struggling. He realized that there was a need for one comprehensive program. You know, families were going all over the place working with individual programs and different practitioners. And Brain Balance really wanted to incorporate as many things into one program as possible to simplify things for parents. And can you tell us a little bit, because we had a chance to talk before the recording started, Mary, about your background in education. Can you tell us how you got involved in Brain Balance? Yeah, absolutely. I would love to. Um, So I was a teacher prior to ever being involved with Brain Balance, and um, I initially taught fifth grade, and I was in an inclusive classroom setting. And I also worked with, um, you know, students who had learning disabilities. They were on the spectrum. Some had emotional disturbances. Uh, I really felt as I was teaching and I was in the classroom, I wanted to help these students so much. And I also wanted to help their families. Um, Unfortunately, I never felt like that could come together because there was lots of red tape involved, as you can imagine. So I thought, maybe I will use another portion of my degree because I am certified in um, early intervention, elementary education and special education. So I also tried working in the early intervention area with a um, pre-K classroom. And I thought, you know, here I am, I can get, you know, to work with these students and these families and they're very young and it's going to be great. And it, you know, I realized really quickly that the red tape starts early on too. And I just never really felt like I could give them everything that I wanted to give them and really help those students and help those families. And so that was frustrating. And that led me to looking at different options for a career path, which is how I met my mentor and owner of the brain balance that I started with in Greenville, South Carolina. And it's just history from there. It really hit everything that I wanted to do as far as providing a holistic approach, as far as being able to not only work with the student, but also work with the families. What's awesome is that we have multiple different options where not only are we working with children now, but we have an adult program, we have a virtual program, we have a hybrid program, and of course, the in-center program. So there are so many ways that we can serve families now, and it's amazing. Okay. Um, 
So let's talk about how the concept for recovery and rehabilitation of stroke and brain rehab patients that has been applied um, to this kind of program. How has that helped children with learning disabilities such as ADHD, autism? Yeah. um, So really, you know, research and outcomes from stroke and brain injury recovery showed us that change was possible in the brain at any age, which is so exciting. Um, Research has really proven that if you activate the brain through multiple sensory inputs simultaneously with increased intensity, you will have optimal brain development. So by targeting certain areas of the brain through certain exercises, that can help to strengthen and build new neural pathways. When our sensory and our motor systems are working together at optimal levels, our ability to function, focus, and learn improves. Let's discuss diagnosis and how brain balance goes about meeting the families where they're at and addressing those various learning and development challenges that are affecting their kids and teens. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, so first, it's really important for you and listeners to know that brain balance does not clinically diagnose medical conditions. The program is a holistic program with each individual child or adult, whether they've received a diagnosis by a medical doctor or they have no formal diagnosis at all. Maya Angelou once said, I've learned that people will forget what you've said. They will forget what you've done, but people will never forget how you made them feel. That's really my mantra, and I try to live it every day, especially when I'm working with children and families who are coming to us. You know, when families come into brain balance, first and foremost, I want them to feel really heard. We don't rush through the process, but rather we really listen to their child's and their family's story. More than anything else, what truly sets our program apart from others is the support that the student and the family will receive. My staff and I will be their backbone as they're going through this journey and with them every step of the way. When we discuss a diagnosis or difficulties, I explain that these are symptoms that they're experiencing and seeing, and they're really just the tip of the iceberg. It's what you're not seeing that's causing the symptoms. So these symptoms are not who your child is as a person, it's how their brain is making them behave, and it can be changed. There really is hope, and there is help. And I'm just going to Uh, like tiptoe on that with you, Mary, because, um, you know, for me as a parent, before I worked for Brain Balance, I was just a parent coming in looking for answers (laughs) with um, going through a lot of different steps beforehand. And so what she's saying about that support that I felt when I got there, it was very different. You know, a lot of times people look and they see your child as a problem and let's fix the problem. And I felt like at Brain Balance, they saw Micah as a person, and they really played to his strengths, and they continue to do that with him. But I think that that's really important because it can feel very lonely as a parent when you are uh, facing some very challenging um, diagnoses, or you know, for us, it was multiple, you know, diagnoses. So um, it can feel very overwhelming. So I think that that having that. Um, that acceptance walking through the door and then also just knowing that like, yes, we are going to help you guys. That, that was just such a confident feeling going into brain balance. And that really set the tone for um, Micah's whole, you know, steps leading after that. So it was great. Yeah. And that's really encouraging, especially coming out and walking out as a homeschool mom, uh, deciding to homeschool and kind of jumping out where maybe there's not, you feel like there's not as many resources. 
Correct. And it's scary. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, you're like, am I doing the right thing? Will I be able to give my child the services they need? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, will I be able to meet those? And we're going to talk about some more of that later, some of the options. But um, I really do think that that holistic approach has just always resonated with me. Um, you know, I kind of call myself a, a hippie in some senses. So I've, mm-hmm. I've always kind of steered away from traditional treatment and um, especially medication. Mm-hmm. You know, that was always something that when they started telling me in first grade that my son needed to be medicated because basically his brain was just running at a faster rate than everyone else in the classroom. They wanted to slow him down in a sense. So let's do go into that question. Can you provide a step-by-step walkthrough for a family who's looking to address their children's diagnosis without using the medication? Absolutely. So that was that was me, right? So that's what I was, you know, on the internet looking and searching for alternatives, you know, um, medicines or, you know, not medicines, but like homeopathic remedies, anything like that to try to find a different approach. Um, versus medication, you know, okay, how much fish oil does he need? Does he need more probiotics? You know, trying to go that natural route. Um, So for me, like I came across brain balance and uh, right away, like I said, it just kind of resonated with me as a mom. So um, what we do at brain balance is it kind of all starts with our assessment. And during our assessment, we test for fine and gross motor skills. We check auditory processing, visual tracking, as well as cognitive function. And, and the goal of this is just to get an overall view of how the brain is connecting with the body. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like what is happening between the two? And then from that, we're able to determine whether a child is right brain weak or if they're left brain weak. Once we know this, we're able to customize the program to the child and give them exercises that will stimulate that weaker side of the brain so that they get more whole brain connection. And that once the brain has whole brain connection, those symptoms that you see, you know, such as the diagnosis or those ADHD, hyperactivity, focus issues, you know, autism, these different symptoms that we see, behavioral issues, those symptoms start to decrease. And uh, one of the slogans at Brain Balance is is a more connected brain is a more teachable brain. Mm -hmm. So what we see a lot is that when the brain is lacking strong connections, you know, what happens is that you're not able to process information the way that you were intended to. So for my son, you know, I'm teaching him all these things, but he's not able to access them quickly. So it's there in his brain, but the access points are not strong. So in the moment, he can't access the information when he needs it. So once you strengthen those connections, you're able to have that whole brain connection and you're able to kind of be able to process that information and access it efficiently. So that's really our goal is, okay, let's strengthen pathways. Let's create new pathways if we need it. And so let's say that a family currently is listening and they're having learning struggles with their child, whether they're in traditional school or homeschooling them. Can you recommend what is the kind of the first step? Good question. So because I've been there, I say (laughs) first step is to take a deep breath. Um, this stuff can feel, like I mentioned before, it can feel very overwhelming and complicated. Like, where do I start? What do I do? Um, for me, as a mom of a child with special needs, what I did is I made a list of goals, right, so that I could focus and prioritize what was most important for my child's education. And we've talked about this, Autumn. You and I have talked about how do we co- cultivate a love of learning in our children versus just 
studying facts or memorizing material for a test, how do we cultivate that love of learning for them? And what's our main goal and how do we get there, right? So I think having a focus is important as a parent. And then second, I would find another mom in the community that has walked this road before because I think that they can provide guidance and empathy along the journey because there's a lot of resources out there. And um, I know for me, I love to share my experience um, and our journey with people because that support system is so important. And I think that your story, Lindsay, has such an impact, um, especially for these you know, families that are having these same kind of concerns. They want to homeschool, but maybe they don't want to be taken out of the system, right? We've talked about this on our first podcast. Um, it was a scary, you know, you're removing what you knew was the way it should be, um, according to the IEP or that, that system that he was in. So as brain balance is concerned, um, the first step, do they come in and talk to you guys and you do an assessment? Yes. Yeah, so, um, you know, typically if someone calls in brain balance and they want to know more information about our program and kind of how it works is they would call me. <laughs> so I love my job now because I get to talk to people about their children and about their struggles and provide encouragement, but then also provide them with, okay, well, here's, you're going to get some answers. And I think that the assessment, what I loved as a parent was the answers that the assessment provided. It gave me the why, you know what I mean? Like, okay, this is why he's having these issues. And cause for so long, you know, um, a lot of treatments go after symptoms. Okay. Well, let's work on his behavior. Let's work on the fact that he can't tie his shoes. Let's work on this, this, you know, whatever it might be, you know, or let's focus on his reading comprehension. You're going after symptoms, but with brain balance, it really does get to the root cause of why the child is struggling because you would see in one child, tremendous strengths in one area, and then in the other area, a lot of deficits. So that shows that there's an imbalance there, right? You know, how is this child able to do X, Y, Z, but then over here, they can't seem to regulate, they can't seem to process, you know, that kind of thing. So once the brain is more in balance, you start to see that there's more connection happening between both sides and that evens out. You don't lose the strengths, you just gain more access on that weak side. But I think that I love that I'm able to talk to parents about that. And then once they do go through the assessment, I mean, we've had parents with us just, um, you know, and I was one of those parents, but just break down in tears because you realize, okay, this is why they were struggling. And now there is hope. There is options. Uh, We can, this can get better. Yeah, that's really encouraging. And what about those parents who currently are using medication? How do you address those, those needs? We love when um, parents are able to wean off the medication because their child's executive functioning has increased. And we do see that because, um, Autumn, we've had some studies done on our program about you know how effective it is for kids, especially with ADHD, because that's typically the one you see with medication. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we see kids that either they were on medication and they it was just not working anymore or they were having adverse reactions to it. And so the parents are like, we're just getting off of it and we're going to start brain balance. And then they're able to stay off the medication. And then, um, and Mary probably knows more about this too, but I'm sure there's families that have been on the medication and then come off of it while on brain balance. Right, right. And I mean, ultimately for us, I think it's key to remember for, you know, any families that have concerns that are listening, 
Um, of course, you can discuss that with your doctor and make a plan, but your child can still begin our program and go through our assessment. And if they are still taking that medication, that has no impact on what we're doing here or what we can see in the assessment. So then you can still you know, work to make that dosage lower or whatever feels best for you and your family and how you're working with your doctor. Um, so I think that's important to know because that's a question that we get often, um, especially about the assessment. Does my child have to not take their medication today to do the assessment or can they stay on that medication? What we're looking at is not impacted by medication. And so, you know, what we want to do is just see their functions and then, of course, create that individualized plan to help their functions increase. And that can happen whether on those medications or not. Okay. I love that you guys do that and you come alongside the parent. So it's really individualized care. I told Mary the other day, I said, um, now that I work for brain balance and I kind of have been able to peek behind the curtain and I see how many moving parts there are, I said to her, I said, how did you and Kristen, who is our program director, I said, how were you able to make me feel like I was your only, (laughs) your only family? You know what I mean? Like when I see all that's going on behind the scenes, they just had a way of stopping everything and focusing in on me and Micah when we were having a particular challenge or struggle. Mm -hmm. And it really did make me feel like I was their only family that they had in the center, which clearly that wasn't the case. And there's always a lot going on behind the scenes. That's really nice, though. That's something that is refreshing for people who are kind of in this situation where you were, Lindsay, um, and not don't know where to go first. So um, that's great. And Lindsay, can you talk a little bit about your day, like logistically as a homeschool mom? Um, when you started the therapy, I remember that you talked about um, you would have to go. I can't remember how many times, but can you talk about your day, including the therapy appointments, homeschooling, and how does this overall affect what you can accomplish? Right. Great question. Um, so it's it's always kind of a juggling act whenever we add a new thing in. But what I liked was um, at the time, I think when we were doing all this, we were doing ABA therapy and we were doing uh, brain balance and ABA was much more often, which was very, um, that was really challenging. What I liked about brain balance is it's only three times a week. So it was definitely easier to fit in. And once we were able to back off of the other therapies and just focus on brain balance, um, it, that was really helpful because then we had much more time because, you know, three one-hour sessions per week was a lot easier to get in versus, you know what I mean, like versus every single day having to drive somewhere. Um, but I think that uh, when you're homeschooling, what's so nice is that you can customize you really can customize your child's program. Like if we wanted to spend more days doing our book work, you know, we could spend more time on Monday doing that. And then on Tuesday we could do a field trip. And then on Wednesday we have therapy. You know what I mean? You can kind of, as a homeschooler, you can do whatever you want as far as you're checking all those different uh, points in your day. So I think that that's really great. Um, Again, it's, it's just kind of a juggling act (laughs) when you're adding in new things, you know, but um I think that the one-stop shop approach with brain balance versus, you know, before we were doing speech, behavioral therapy, occupational therapy, um, I liked that I could just kind of know that if we were going one place, 
we were getting a very holistic approach. And, you know, again, we kind of mentioned this before, but when you're going after symptoms and you're doing all these different therapies, until the brain's ready to receive that information, it can just be kind of lying there dormant. You know what I mean? Like you need to have the brain more in in tune with itself so that you can access that information. I would notice it with Micah where things I've been telling him for years, like trying to teach him things for years, all of a sudden, you know, we're doing brain balance and it starts clicking and he's recalling this information that's been just sitting there in his brain, but lying dormant. And it's working with the child and also working with the rest of the family. Um, Again, that support of helping, you know, parents and guardians and maybe grandparents at times really understand why they see the behaviors that they see and ways that they can successfully respond to it so that they can see differences and have that help with, you know, a behavior management plan at home. That's really, really huge when families come in and realize that they also receive that as support. Yeah, and that's a great thing to remind, um, just to bring awareness to, is that it is a lifestyle change, and not just for the child, but the family has to come on board and say, okay, we will limit screen time, or we will, you know, eliminate some sort of food maybe that they're having an issue with. Right. Consistency is really key, Um, but when you do really participate and, you know, follow those different guidelines, it's really going to yield the best results for your child. And, you know, of course, it will be more successful within your family dynamic as well. Yeah. And so the program obviously isn't just for homeschool students. Can you speak a little bit about, um, you know, children that are in traditional school and how you address the issues that they come in with? Regardless of whether they're homeschooled or they're in traditional schooling, you know, what we want to do is, again, get a very clear understanding of where their functions are so that we can address where their gaps are in development to help them overcome those challenges and difficulties that they're having. And so, While, you know, homeschooling, we may not be having or participating in, you know, school meetings such as just a regular teacher meeting or a 504 or an IEP, you know, if we do have a child in traditional school, we will advocate for your child um, in those settings and help in those meetings and help the teachers understand, you know, their assessment results and what we found so that you know, they have a clearer path of how to help that student get from point A to point B. So we can really do that, you know, as I said, with a child who is in traditional school, but also we can do that with a family who is choosing to homeschool their child um, and the mom or the dad is the teacher for that child. And I think that that's such a great roadmap because it gives you a better understanding of really how to work with them. And that's really good too. So um, let's talk about the cost uh, as far as scholarships or grants. What sort of funding is available for homeschool families considering brain balance? So one thing that I feel like we're really blessed with in the state of Florida, and Lindsay can speak even more about this, is our program, uh, the scholarship program through Step Up for Students. So we are a provider for that. 
And um, it's awesome because it um, gives us a better ability to be able to serve even more families and students. Especially those homeschooling, because a lot of times, you know, um, if you're homeschooling, the cost all falls on you. So if your child does fall under the spectrum of different, you know, diagnoses and that sort of thing, the Step Up for Students has the FES or the Florida Empowerment Scholarship where they can apply for uh, funding to use for therapies and for your home education setting, which is so wonderful. And um, it really opens up that door and makes it less intimidating for parents that are thinking about walking away from traditional school and stepping into homeschooling because you can apply with an IEP or a 504 or a diagnosis from your doctor. Okay. And then if a family currently has an IEP or um, something from the school, they can apply that to yes. get funding? Okay. Yes. Um, you can use that for the application process. So for me, that's what we did when we were leaving the public school setting. We took the IEP um, and used that to apply. And then once you actually are in, um, you know, you get the scholarship, uh, it's very easy to renew that scholarship every year. And some families will then go and and use it in a private school setting if they feel like their child is able. But for us, it was really great because, um, you know, we didn't want to be in a public school setting, but the private schools didn't have the accommodations necessary for our son. So what we did was we decided to step into homeschooling. But then it was great because we had funding available to pay for the therapies. And I mean, we've talked about this too, but if you don't have emotional wellness or mental wellness, all that academic stuff isn't going to matter in the long run. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's like really important that you address the mental health needs and the emotional well-being of your child. And I think that this uh, scholarship provides that opportunity in a lot of ways. Yeah. And if a family is interested in meeting you or touring Brain Balance, can you provide um, how they go about doing that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, our phone number is 561-500-0609. And if you call that phone number, um, of course, we can help you set up um, a tour or a free consultation so that you can come in and we can meet you and we can take the next steps from there. And um, because you listened to the podcast today, if you mention it, we'll be happy to offer you $150 off of the assessment. It's normally $295. So, um, yeah. That's great. Thank you so much. I will put that in the show notes so that people can mention that when they call. That is great. Well, thank you guys so much, Mary and Lindsay, for being on. I just know this is so encouraging. And such a topic that I feel needed to be addressed. And I really hope this helps a listener out there today. Um, So I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, we do. And, um, you know, if if I can provide any words of encouragement at all to families who, you know, are really struggling and they're considering um, homeschooling or they're on the fence, you know, looking for answers, um, you know, I really wish I could kind of wrap my arms around these parents right now and just assure them that, you know, your child is not behind. They're right where they need to be. And, you know, keep in mind that being behind is really a school mindset. So just start where they are, even if they're in sixth grade and they're doing fourth grade math, that's okay. Just be consistent. Um, You know, one of the best parts about homeschooling, I think, is having the time to do life alongside your children. 
Um, so before you really hit those books, so to speak, um, you know, have a conversation with your kids about your decision. Many kids with learning difficulties are going to be relieved to be homeschooled. And, you know, I mean, sometimes our super social kiddos will have some doubts and wonder about seeing their friends that they've made while they've been in school. But I encourage you just really discuss those explorations you can have, the physical activity time that you can have. Get connected with local co-ops, like Lindsay said, reach out to moms that you know are already on this journey. Um, make plans for playdates with friends that they do know from their school and, you know, even their new friends that you may meet along your journey. Um, for most, I believe with these conversations, you'll really find that it's going to calm the anxieties in your child, boost their confidence and really increase their interest in learning. And I bet you'll find that it probably does the same thing for you too, as the parent. Um, but, you know, being open about your decision and making your child feel heard is going to go a long way in establishing that strong family relationship, which I think is a big part of happy homeschooling. Um, and, you know, just remember that you don't need to have everything figured out. You have the freedom to teach your child at their unique pace. Yeah. Well, cool. Thank you guys so much. I really am inspired by our conversation. So thank you for having us. Thank you for tuning in to the Local Homeschoolers podcast. If you would like to share your homeschool story or have a local Palm Beach County resource that you would like to share on the podcast, please reach out to us at localhomeschoolers.com.